want to read comics. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> This week on First Issue Club, we're talking DC's Young Justice as well as Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips' next episode of Criminal on Image. Who are we, Budget King? We are the First Issue Club (laughs) podcast. The podcast that helps lead you through the muddy and sometimes murky waters that is the comic book industry. We read first issue clubs. We talk about the world. Nope. Nope. (laughs) We don't read first issue clubs. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) If you're you're a first club out there, let us know. We'll read you. We'll review you. We read first issues. Uh, We do it every week. We love comics. Who do we got in the club today? And since the comic book criminal is back... You got a story that involves crime at all around you? <laughs> in and or around you. Is a, is a crime being committed in your vicinity that yeah. you want to talk here about? Here or here. <laughs> is a crime being committed currently? I'm Mike D. Once I stole a napkin holder from a taco via. It's like a small taco chain in the Midwest that's like very religious. They've got like huge paintings of Jesus on the wall. I didn't know they were religious, but yeah. maybe I've never been in yeah, one. Yeah, it feels very like culty once you get inside. Like it a does. pizza ranch type of thing. Oh, yes. Very much like pizza okay. ranch. Gotcha now. I, it was just one of those dumb teenager things where you're just like, I'm being an asshole. I'm going to take this because I can and like shock my friends. Right. Then my friends who went to Taco Villa on the regular tried to go back and. The guy who owns the store wouldn't let him in because I'd stolen the. Oh, the you ruined it holder. for all of them. So I blew it for him. They said, return the napkin holder and you guys can come back. I think I wrote, you'll never get me on a napkin and <laughs> taped, it to the, <laughs> taped it to the door of Taco Villa. Uh, it would friend. have been better if you took a Polaroid of the <laughs> napkin holder. <laughs> uh, this is Budget King. And one time I was staying in a hotel. With uh, two of my friends, and I was like, you know what you guys should do? You should do a double decker. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know should we is? say what that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's where you pull the top lid off of the toilet and you, you poop in the bottom of it, and then every time you flush, it shoots out toilet or shoots out uh, <laughs> shit. God. Shoots out miniature toilets. Yeah, it shoots out miniature toilets. No, that would uh, be sweet. That shoots would out be shit, sweet. and then, but the, the poop doesn't decay, so it also just kind of. The poop doesn't decay. <laughs> it just sits up. It's already decayed in your gut. <laughs> well, it doesn't flush anywhere, it just sits up there. And uh, anyway, long long story long, my um, my friends are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that." <laughs> and then we go about our business. Day later, is a police officer there and saying, "You're getting kicked out and you're getting fined and all this kind of stuff." And I was like, "I didn't do it. I didn't do it." And they were like, "He didn't do it." My friends were cool. They're like, "He didn't. He actually didn't do it." And so I didn't get in trouble, and they did. <laughs> uh, how, did they, how did they know you did it? The maid, fa- like it smelled reeked of shit, <laughs> and the maid found. And it was shit. like specifically in your room. We had been sharing a room, all it, three of us. Okay, it wasn't like a common ground bathroom. No, it's like a hotel at like oh a my god beach in New Jersey. Of course you did it. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> no- <laughs> Wait, it shouldn't reek of shit because it's still in water. Well, if it's a floater. Yeah, you know what? I wonder why she checked it then. They probably check all the upper decks. You think they always check every time? Yeah. No. 
way. <laughs> oh, three twenty-somethings <laughs> in a hotel room. Check the upper deck. You know those rap. Well, they probably flushed the toilet. <laughs> yeah, they probably like, did. My God, it's still brown. <laughs> <laughs> Just the thought of the good. reward that you're <laughs> yeah, getting. From well, I hadn't ever pictured them flushing it, but now <laughs> the crime was. So How did good. they know? Yeah, there's a there's a curse. There's a curse on this toilet. <laughs> I think I said it was a police officer. It was just the security guard for the hotel. <laughs> okay. I was like, this is kind of intense to get police involved. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that, that, that correction happened. It was the hotel manager with a sheriff's badge. But why did... Why, you were charged for being asked. Okay, I was, I was like 13 at the time. Why did they have, like... Why didn't they just be like, here's your fine. Don't do that again. They make a stink about it. Stink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My name's Caitlin, and mine is not funny at all. It's really scary, and it scares me when I think about it every time. We used to foster dogs when I was growing up. One of the dogs was, like, digging in the yard, and they found, like, a bone. And we were like, oh, cool, what's under there? And my mom was like, this looks like a child's femur, and (laughs) this is not cool. I don't want anyone to touch this. We're going to put this away. And then, like, about a month later, my dad was going up in the attic, and he found a duffel bag with a driver's license and a gun. Ooh, ooh and go bag. We Yep, we do not know how those two are connected. Why I don't does know your mom if, know what a child's femur looks like? Well, she works in child development. I mean, oh, she worked okay. with Specifically kids, the skeleton division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that she, like, but she was like, this is too big to be any one of, like... <laughs> show me your arms. <laughs> show show yeah. me your arms. But, yeah. So it's pretty scary, and that house had bad juju. It was not, like, the whole time I lived there, like, our whole, our family had problems, and, like, I still think that it was, like, some sort of weird Ugh. stuff going on. It was not a happy home. Um, my name is Greg Lichtai, and the closest criminal thing that I've had in my life is I used to work at a uh, retail shop called Kmart, and there was uh, a lot of kids my age that worked there, and one kid in particular loved to steal things. He was just stealing all kinds of stuff. The company kind of got caught wise to it, and they put up little tiny little pin cameras everywhere. Like, you might see these online, like little pins that look like writing pins, but they have cameras in them. Anyway, I get called into the office one day and asked if I knew anything about anyone stealing. I go, yeah, this kid always steals. And then I got fired because I didn't tell anyone that that kid was stealing. And they had him on camera, like... Stealing something. And I was just like, okay. I'm kind of done working here anyway. So. <laughs> and then oh, did, did Kmart, Kmart go out of business like soon after? Right, because of me. <laughs> I was single-handedly <laughs> keeping that place afloat. No amount of seers or craftsman tools could help out Kmart. Should we get this podcast started? Yeah. 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 All right, so now we are talking Criminal that's out on Image um, by Brew Baker and Phillips. So the lawless are back uh, for more criming and fighting and stealing and dealing. This time in the criminal verse, we go to Teague's home life after he gets out of prison. So had you guys read any of the previous criminal books? I had not. And to be honest, I kind of forgot that it was an episodic, like, ongoing series. 
I kind of thought I was getting a brand new thing. Me too. And then I reached that spread at the end of the book that was like, oh, here are like the seven other storylines <laughs> that have gone with this. Wait, but it read really well as like a good just like from the start comic, didn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. I thought yeah. so. I think they're all set up that way too. Uh-huh. Like are- each of the characters are kind of like peppered in to other stories, but I think they their their main goal was that these could all be standalone if they wanted to. Uh, Mike, you you read all my heroes are junkies though. I did. So you've read a criminal book before. Is that part of criminal? Yeah, that's yeah. set in the world of criminal. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. woman in it. I'm, I is what they said. Yeah. is the tie to it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, shit! Her, her father is like a character. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. And that and that reads exactly how other criminals. So I've read almost all criminals, all of the criminal. Series. Oh, you for, waited for so criminal. long to bust that out. <laughs> and uh, I've actually read them. <laughs> well, go tell us. So, I my thing that I was going to say about this is that this book is good or amazing, but it's as it it is it's expected to be good, and it is as good as like all of the other criminals. Like Criminal is just an amazing story, but this one was like eating some good old fatty meat just sticks with you. Yeah. As someone who's read like uh, all the bo- all the books before this one, are we supposed to kind of just glaze over that this guy's beating his kid and he's cheating with other people and still like root for him? Are we like, yeah, he's a dirtbag and he we still kind of like him, or are we like, so, is this lawless so family think, supposed to be? I think that like it's crime. So like you like these are not good people, and I think that's the interesting thing is like. It gets written enough to the point that you're like, I am rooting for this thing to go right, but I don't know why. Okay. Um, That's interesting, you know, at least. I would compare it to, like, a lot like when Breaking Bad gets into, like, later seasons, and you're really questioning, like... uh, Whether you like him or not. Yeah. It also felt a little like a shameless type of thing, where you're like, this guy is just an idiot, and he's, like, kind of mean and just drunk (laughs) and... Even the way it's drawn is like I hate them all the mullets that are in Criminal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just like they're like all like yucky characters, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just they're supposed to be like they're not supposed to, so much smoking, like like it, it's it just you can feel the nicotine coming off. Like, what is, the is this set like in the 80s or something? 80s or 90s? This isn't modern, is it? I I, I think, think it you're is. Right. Oh, is that right? I guess it would make sense for it to like jump through time if this is like a yeah. long-standing series. Because I think so. Yeah, I think it's another jump through time because he's talking about in the end he's talking about the first book, Coward, and then it's it involves Leo, who is the kid in this, but he says who we meet in this book at age sixteen. Gotcha. I think it. I think it's like the eighties or something. You know what I kind of hate though when the sole premise of a book seems to be like a commentary on the time period that it's in. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know that I need that. That's true. I I would rather a good story than like a bunch of shtick about like look it's the 60s. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I or get like that. a whole Rugrats book about people using apps. And- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, that was a major flaw on their part and don't get me started. Yeah, there's nothing worse than something like trite trying to be like super modern. Did it um so in this comic book the son fucks up and like now the mob has the father like repay the son's debt or whatever. Yep. And the guy has to get 25 grand in 2 weeks. Well, especially I would just say shoot me in the fucking head. 
Same. And we're living in well, fucking 2019. But they don't. Imagine living in the 80s and having to get someone 25 grand. Yeah. If that's the time period. They don't know. say they're going to shoot him. They say they're going to kill his kid. They say they're yeah. going to kill his kid. Then I would say, take my son now because there's no fucking way I'm going to get 25 grand in two weeks. You wouldn't even try. How? What? How? What fucking anything can you get 25? I know okay, he's like you in the are criminal not underground. Already, yeah, a criminal. Yeah, but you just pull a high. He pulled, he's pull, he lists all the he's jobs. Already got even a like, lead. He's already got a hot lead. Yeah. Even in the best fucking Ocean's Eleven scenario, like this dude by himself isn't going to scrounge up 25K. Maybe well, he's going to put a team together. If what, you sold what all it, your comic books, you'd get 20K, Greg. Fucking no way. No, there's no fucking way. <laughs> I'd get $1,000 maybe. And I have thousands of comic books. You could get close. You would get five grand. Yeah. Really? At five least. grand? Yeah. I think you would get at least five grand. And then you turn that five grand into 20. You so have one that for easy. sure that's worth like 800 alone. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So what do you guys actually think of like how we stumbled upon like the way he's going to get money? Brilliant. I uh-huh. I fucking loved it. Yeah. It's, I, it, and, I'm sorry, Katie. No, you're fine. I was just going to say that this comic book made me forget I was reading a comic. Like, I, I was so immersed in it. Yeah. I felt like I was watching a TV show or, like, I just, I had to be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Like, this is, like, paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I love the fact, too, that, like, oh, man, if he goes to this fucking wake that he's going to... And turns out to, like, meet a guy who's just like, yeah, I'm putting together the job of the century, fellas. I'm like, that's how most comics would, right. like, take you. Yeah. And this just, like. Or movies. Or movies, right. And this, like, knocked that on its ass. And I was just like, that's refreshing. Yeah. And totally. then And then him kind of, like, looking into the, his friend who died and why he died and how that was kind of suspicious and walking through a day in his life. And realizing, like, oh, he was going to knock off this, yeah. like, exchange that happens over here. He and stores friends' And getting school. really, really mad at him right before that, finding out that he had dicked yeah. him out of so much money on previous jobs, uh, was, like, an awesome layer into that. Because so it made him fixate on what he was doing. Yes. I, that was believable. That was completely believable. Guys, I say let's take a 360 and jump into a very different sort of book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our old Young Justice. Young J. Mm. Young J's. Oh, I like the... A, y- a YJ, if a, you will. A Brev. <laughs> YJ on DC. Sick of Brev. All right. So, in Young Justice by Bendis and Gleason, we have the subtitle of Seven Crises. Basically, the houses of Jim World have had it with Earth's bullshit, and they have come demanding Superman, but... Ultimately achieving something else entirely. <laughs> I don't know what um, they achieved. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they were on Earth. Yeah. But I fucking loved this comic book. We got a lot of questions. <laughs> it was... I th- I don't think it stopped long enough for me to have questions until I finished it, which right. ultimately made for a pretty fun read. The but at the end, was great. I was like, what what, hap- what even happened? So, yeah. ev- so every... Non middle aged superhero in, in DC <laughs> essentially came to this area and yeah. is forming a team now. So that's okay. So that's one of my questions, and I have several. Except for, for the you Teen guys. Titans, I guess. So they have to they have to be over. Uh, they have to be in between the age of teen and middle aged to be in this team. That's I was like I wanted to know how 
How many, is this a new, completely new Young Justice team? Have there been previous iterations of Young Justice? I'm a they bad person to ask. I'm going to tap myself out of that one. <laughs> they, they didn't even seem to know each other. So I was like, yeah. but then one of them, Kid Flash is like, it's happening. The gang is here. And I'm like, but if you guys don't know each other, what's, I was what's kind the gang? Of, I was kind of wondering about this. Do you guys think that there was like some other power that was bringing them together? Like this was like meant to be or maybe there were supernatural forces that pulled them together like i'm willing to accept that as truth <laughs> yeah and i think <laughs> that maybe... wasn't supported in written text in the comic though no not at all i think kid flash's commentary on the whole thing and being like oh my god oh my god oh my god this is turning into a super team okay uh, okay was maybe like, that's what he yeah, was like really makes... funny yeah yes uh and maybe that's all it was meant to be. Like, we don't need a big reason. Like, just all these characters happen to wildly be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Which, even for, like, a goofball superhero book, is kind of far-fetched. I hate to say that about anything where, like, we're fighting guys from Gem World. <laughs> but <laughs> that it was too far-fetched that the, they Who are terrible at fighting, by the way, if a young super team can just well, so hand it to you. I don't think they wanted to be fighting them. No, they They didn't. wanted Superman... And then what did they, they just displaced all of the members of Young Justice? Is that what happened? That seems to have happened. Like, we get this awesome fight sequence where they, like, slowly introduce us to each of the characters that's in it. And then they, like, magically all disappear. That was and, and go to another planet, I think. Yes. Do you want to know? They, do they, they go, go to, to Gem World? Yeah, they do. Because they meet another character Amethyst. named Amethyst there. Yeah. Yes. And I'm very intrigued by who she is, what her deal is. She looks like a, like, 80s... Princess from like, like she watched the labyrinth a, a lot of times. Yes, but like, <laughs> but when you like change that into real life, it's like kind of scary. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like yes. that's what she looked yeah. like. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to know the origin of Young Justice? Yeah, hit me with it. So, uh, Teen Titans had graduated to just the Titans at the time, and so the new mantle in uh, when it says it ran from two- 1998 to 2003. But there was a 2003 miniseries called Titans and Young Justice Graduation Day. Um, and essentially, like, all of the rest of the teens or teen titans uh, become Young Justice. Uh, Superboy, Robin, Impulse, but grew to encompass the ma- most teenage heroes in the in DC universe. Oh, so a lot of the original team is back. Yep. And new characters. And new characters. Well, So it was a big surprise that, like, Superboy kind of pops up in this. Yeah. He's been gone for a while in the DCU. He's been gone for a very long time. Okay, I didn't realize that. And he's got a little bit of a beard. I love Impulse making that joke. He had to take some time to make his jacket. (laughs) Yeah, his homemade Superboy jacket. (laughs) He was perfecting it, and now he's back. He's always looked so cool. (laughs) The variant that we have is just, I die. Oh, yeah, that cover was just like, yeah, I know you want it, girl. He's a hottie with so, a body. Okay, oh, I want to talk about that, and then I have something else. But so that you guys got the Superboy cover, <laughs> uh, sure did. And DC fucking blew their wad on this. They were they had so many different uh, variants for this. Every single hero got their own cover. They gave Superboy a leather jacket that he sewed a patch on the side and studs. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And like he's a, had the leather jacket for a while, has he? Yeah. Okay. Like Superboy Prime ish kind of thing. Well. They kept it. And I like his second hanging belt. Fingerless studded gloves as well. In the original uh, Young Justice, there was also Wonder Girl, but here we're getting this name, Teen Lantern, added in Amethyst. So, She's, Wonder Girl's in it, too. 
Yeah, Wonder Girl is in it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Wonder Girl was the an original member of okay. of Young Justice. New people we're getting is is Teen Lantern and Amethyst. So these are there are a couple first appearances in this then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teen I, Lantern being one of them. Teen Lantern is such a dumb name. At least they make a joke <laughs> oh about God. Teen Lantern. I yeah, hope they I fucking think, change that. I think she's just figuring out what her name is. Yeah. Oh, it's a, a woman? I didn't know it was yeah, a woman. Yeah, it's a young girl. Yeah, That's awesome. Who How do you know team? that? In a couple of the uh, uh, covers, you see her. I only knew it from the cover because she's in robot form the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, like, she's like in a, a Green Lantern mech suit, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Super awesome. Which I like Which Robin is this? And I love that they make a joke about that. Say what? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Drake? Okay. I want to say it's Tim Drake. Because they're so keeping Tim the same Team Titans going. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I forgot that Robin's name. I like that Robin, though. Oh, fuck, tiny, 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 violent Robin. Tiny, violent Robin. <laughs> squat, squat Robin? It was cool. I didn't expect to dig or like this book. I know we talked about the Bendis... Superman miniseries that he wrote, and yeah. we were all kind of like let down by it. And then some of the Jinx World books we weren't really feeling. Right. But this is like the stuff that I want from him. I thought this book was really fun. Okay. However, though, the weird, oh. the weird, the weird oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay with it. I I am a sucker for teen books. I've said that a bunch. So like I'm I'm not like yay or nay on this. Really, it didn't yeah. necessarily blow me away. But I you're convincing me that it was fun, and I think I totally agree with that. The weird thing about this is this imprint, Wonder Comics, they give him another fucking imprint. Oh, yeah. Why? What is that doing for the brand? I didn't notice Tax that. reasons? Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that either. You're right. Oh, it's a big launch for Wonder Co- Like, this, this Wonder Comics thing is like another... So, DC now has Young Animal, Jinx World, Wildstorm... Wonder Comics and Vertigo. Yeah. Like it it I I do marketing for my job and the first thing I would tell them is your sub brands are confusing your fucking brand. And like, they have this yeah. whole I didn't even catch that this was I thought it was a preview but they have this whole two page insert. Yeah, Wonder Twins, Dial H for Hero. And it's Brian Michael Bendis presents Wonder Comics. When he so si- they've given when, him two full-fledged When they when he signed, they had to do something that was like, listen, we're Eat. What do you want to come over here? Because money's obviously not the thing that's going to get mm-hmm. you over here. And he's like, my own two comic series, like printing <laughs> things. I guess as a yeah, more than one hundred percent perfect impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. What did Brian, Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis get here? I think I think these books could be a better way to get those casual DC fans who are like. Superman and Batman are so much better than Captain America and Spider-Man. Like, DC's the best, but they don't really buy comic books. Like, this, these to me kind of seem like an accessible way to throw some of the more, like, some, like, funner fringe mainstream characters at you and do it in a a much more modern and less convoluted way that DC typically does their comics. I think that's a good comment. It seems like a lot of the writers that they've been, like, sniping from Marvel are people who are, like, really good at making things accessible, too, and pulling yeah. stories out of the weeds a little bit. I will say that as far as DC and Marvel are, con- are concerned, Marvel has a way better track record for attracting newer readers. And DC is basically just pandering to old heads. That so, well, And that's another thing I've noticed about DC is that they... S- they snipe the like proven writers 
Whereas Marvel gives, like, all these young people a chance, and then they end up being awesome. Right. And then DC snipes them. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, my nightmare right now is that DC pays Donny Cates, like, a shit ton of money to sign, like, an exclusivity. But the, nah, I, that'll never happen. We didn't. I didn't think it would happen to Tom King. Mm. That's but true. J- just to kind of play devil's advocate, in New 52, when they gave Jeff Lemire Animal Man, uh-huh. that was a huge risk that... Had ripples of like changing, introducing his career, the, his career, and then also introduce like I I think without Animal Man there would never never have been Vision on Marvel. Yeah, I don't think the 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 way had to be paved that that model could be successful. That's true. I'm probably not giving enough credit to DC and what they do. And part of it's because I'm closer to Marvel. Well, <laughs> and when you say like you know your nightmare, we got Heroes in Crisis. That's not a bad. Crisis is so not a bad trade. I'll let you move, Tom King. (laughs) You do. You do what's do what's best for you. Well, they probably they probably (laughs) did to Tom King what they did to Bendis. They're just like, listen, we know money's not an issue. What do you want? Yeah, you want want? Batman? Mm -hmm. Take him. Yep, Batman's yours. You want to write the next awesome big event? Yeah, just create superheroes willy nilly in a teen book. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost like you guys are talking me out of liking this a little more now. Oh, no. And so I say let's move on. Okay. What other first issues did we get this week? We got a handful of first issues this week. It was kind of a big week. Uh, We're dipping into Spider-Man's neighborhood in friendly neighborhood (laughs) Spider-Man. We didn't read it, but we flipped through it real quick. And... It's interesting that it integrates with what's going on in Amazing Spider-Man right now. So it seems like it's just kind of like a side story. Like, when you were reading this, like, this was also happening. They're doing a lot with Spider-Man right now. It doesn't seem like he needs a new book. (laughs) There's plenty of (laughs) Spider-Man. So many Spider-Man books. Trust me. Uh, (laughs) I got enough, buddy. (laughs) But as, like, yeah, as webheads, you guys excited to learn about his neighborhood? (laughs) I thought the whole point of Spider-Geddon, this huge event was to, like, clean up the timeline a little bit and, like, nix some fucking loose-hanging spiders that I don't want to worry about. Like, it's kind of tough to make Spider-Man seem important when I know that there are, like, 40 other Spider-Men on Earth-616. God, I sound like a nerd. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that's why people listen. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, No. I have... I Chip Zdarsky is one of my favorite writers, and I can barely keep up with his Spider-Man run. So, like, I... Definitely don't need another fucking Spider-Man book. Right. Image put out a uh, music thriller, that's what they're calling it, called Gunning for the Hits, written by, like, a record exec and has David Bowie on the cover. Yeah. I I skipped it just because it, I read the line that it was written by a record exec, and I was like, fuck this book. <laughs> it's getting some pretty good uh, reviews. I haven't read it yet, but I did pick it up. I'm, I was surprised to hear that it got good reviews. The art and stuff in it looks kind of cool. Yeah, it looks wh- like a cool alt book that I would be into. Way better than the cover, yeah. to be honest. Like, the cover just is, it looks like a throwaway book, but when you pick, like, thumb through it, it I'm kind of excited to read it. So the cover is David Bowie, right? Or, or is We that- can, one can assume. I think David Bowie's written in the uh, pre, like, text, the, the whatever text, the, uh-huh. the sample text. So, yeah. Seems like it's David Bowie. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, My ca- guess is that book's not going to be worth shit. You think? Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I hope of, I'm not wrong. More than not. 
Uh, well, we're uh, not we're not going to have an infidel on our hands now because we at least mentioned it on a, co- on a podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like an asshole for like making a point to be like, I'm not going to spend money on this one, and then it ends up being something. So watch it be something. Captain Marvel got a uh, its own comic book with what I think is like the movie tie-in comics. Marvel's been doing this for a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it ties in with the movie at all because Spider Woman isn't in the new uh, movie. So. Movie tie-in might not be the right word, but they did the same thing. Oh, w- a release to coincide to build hype for the movie. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. they re-upped Captain Marvel. Which just got and, re-upped. Yeah. And they re-upped it again to build hype for the movie in anticipation for it coming out. Yep. And, like, I know, I literally only know that because one of the covers is, like, a frame from the movie or, like, a p- movie poster. Mm. I've been seeing them do that a lot more recently, too. Uh, maybe the worst cover to date uh, the, the A cover, and it's mainly the mascara and the big eyes on her. I feel bad saying that, but that is—it's so not my style. Kelly Thompson wrote this though. I read it. I liked it a lot, and Spider Woman was great in it. I love Spider Woman. She's actually one of my favorite characters because of the last couple uh, runs. Dennis Hopeless wrote the last Spider Woman run that I really loved. He's the guy from Kansas City, or the. Kansas City area, uh, fucking killed it. That character's great. We talked about it a little bit a few podcasts back. Yeah. She was pregnant in a run. Yeah. Like, pick up those trades if you got some money to blow. Those are great. Yeah. This has been First Issue Club, a podcast where we talk about first issues. We've talked about a lot of them today. We had some fun. Hope you did, too. Hope your lives are happy. Hope you're not getting into any car accidents. Um, <laughs> Anymore, anyway. Yeah. And you're staying safe out there, and you're reading some goddamn comics, and you're building less walls um, between you and other people. Just be open. And so, uh, yeah, we we really like you, and we like people listening to us. Um, if you have some time and you want to rate and review or social media us or uh, anything like that, please do so. Um, all the usual suspects for recording KCUR Studios. We got uh, Primary Color Music going uh, for us. Matt Hodap is our producer. Um, he's a great person. And uh, fire for family five. Fountain City Frequency Family of Podcasts is where we are home to. This is uh, Budget King and... Uh, Matt, could you play like this like cool audio piece where it's like clicks in and people are laughing? Like <laughs> And then you lit the bag of shit on fire. <laughs> I did. So I just wanted it to seem kind of funny. There. So you want okay. <laughs> okay. Matt, do with that <laughs> what you can. So wait, are you supposed to be saying something while the fake laugh track is going? Um, it was like they cut in and like a really funny thing where I was getting you guys rolling, kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be funnier. <laughs> and with that, Matt, you nailed can it. you edit in laughs for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, Greg Lichtai signing off. My name is Caitlin, and I will show myself out. I'm Mike D. I'm gonna dip in some hand sand and then get out of your hair. Oh. Bye.